From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Song Yeol departs for the United Arab Emirates as part of a two nation visit. The presidential office says Yoon's first overseas trip this year will focus on promoting South Korean exports. U.S. President Joe Biden and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida reaffirm their commitment to the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula during summit talks held in Washington. And the U.S. State Department reiterates that a complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula is a shared objective of South Korea and the U.S. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Kui President Yoon Suk-yeol departed for the United Arab Emirates on Saturday as part of a two-nation visit aimed at promoting South Korean exports, especially in arms and energy. Yoon will arrive in Abu Dhabi on a state visit, the first by a South Korean leader since the two nations established diplomatic ties in 1980 and meet with Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed al Nayyan, president of UAE. During his four-day visit, he will also visit the ARC unit, a South Korean military station to facilitate defense cooperation. He will also tour the Barak nuclear power plant built by South Korea to reaffirm his commitment to scrap a nuclear phase-out policy by his predecessor, Moon Jae-in. National Security Advisor Kim Sung-han explained to reporters that Yoon's decision to visit the UAE as his first overseas trip of the year and the first visit to a country in the Middle East reflects his commitment to focus the nation's diplomatic efforts on vitalizing the economy and increasing exports. According to business circles, some 30 preliminary contracts are in the works in the public and private sector, specifically in key areas such as energy, defence and investment. Accompanying the South Korean leader are representatives of some 100 leading companies such as Samsung Electronics chairman Lee Jae-yong and Hyundai Motor chairman Jung Yi-sun. Yun seeks to support their expansion into the UAE and to facilitate possible cooperation with its sovereign wealth funds. Yun will then travel to Zurich, Switzerland on Tuesday and meet with South Korean residents in the city before travelling to Davos to attend the World Economic Forum from Wednesday to Thursday. The president will meet with CEOs of major global firms and discuss ways for the government and the private sector to work together to overcome the complex uh, global crisis and ensure sustainable growth. Yun will visit the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich the same day to meet with scholars and discuss cooperation in science and technology. The president will return home next Saturday. U.S. President Joe Biden and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida reaffirmed their commitment to the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula and agreed to step up trilateral cooperation with South Korea during their summit held in Washington on Friday. 
In a joint statement released after their talks at the White House, the two leaders said the Indo-Pacific region was growing, facing growing challenges, including North Korea's provocations and China's actions that are inconsistent with the rules-based international order. They reaffirmed their commitment to the complete denuclearization of the peninsula in accordance with UN Security Council resolutions and also to further enhance trilateral cooperation with South Korea in security and other domains to that end. Biden also reaffirmed U.S. commitment to the defense of Japan. The statement also noted Russia's invasion of Ukraine and strongly opposed any unilateral attempts to change the status quo by force or coercion anywhere in the world. Meanwhile, during the Friday summit, U.S. President Biden reiterated Washington's unwavering commitment to the defense of Japan. Reaffirming the pledge, Biden said he hopes the two sides will discuss ways to advance their shared values. Kishida, meanwhile, pointed to the challenging and complex security climate that the two allies face and said his country's new defence strategy will contribute to strengthening deterrence capabilities together with the U.S., Biden and Kishida last sat down for in-person talks two months ago on the sidelines of the ASEAN summit in Cambodia in November. It is the first visit to Washington by the Japanese leader since he took office in May 2021. And according to Kyodo News, Japanese Prime Minister Kishida has vowed to swiftly resolve pending issues with South Korea and restore and advance bilateral relations. He made the remark during a lecture at John Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies in Washington on Friday. Many in diplomatic circles believe that it shows an apparent willing, willingness to seek a swift resolution of the wartime forced labor issue. On Thursday, the Seoul government held a public debate on the issue and proposed a plan to compensate the victims through a third party rather than wait for non-responsive Japanese companies. A South Korean court in 2018 ordered Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and other Japanese companies to compensate victims of forced labor during the colonial era. The companies withdrew assets and closed down operations in South Korea, fearing a forcible execution of the order. The U.S. State Department said that South Korea and the U.S. continue to pursue a shared objective, which is a complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. In a Friday press briefing, Principal Deputy Spokesperson Vedan Patel was answering a question about the department's position on South Korea wanting its own nuclear assets, a possibility mentioned by President Yoon Song-yeol. The spokesperson said that the UN administration has been very clear that it is not pursuing a nuclear weapons program and that it is working closely with the US through existing extended deterrence mechanisms. He said, in fact, it is North Korea that is pursuing an unlawful nuclear arsenal, raising nuclear tension in the region and taking part in destabilizing actions. Patel said that the U.S. is going to continue to work with South Korea to strengthen extended deterrence programs in the face of Pyongyang's destabilizing actions. The White House and Pentagon also earlier reaffirmed denuclearization of the peninsula and extended deterrence policies. 
During a policy briefing by the Defence Ministry on Wednesday, President Yoon said that if North Korea escalates its provocations, South Korea may also deploy tactical nuclear weapons or develop its own nukes. New COVID-19 cases registered in the 30,000s for the second day amid a slowdown in the latest winter resurgence. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said Saturday that 36,699 infections were reported throughout Friday, including 99 from overseas, 65 of whom were from China. The figure is 3,000 fewer than the previous day and down by 17,000 from a week ago. For a Saturday tally, it is the lowest in 12 weeks since late October. The country's cumulative caseload stands at well above 29.7 million. The number of patients in critical care has edged down to 505, while 45 deaths were reported Friday, raising the death toll to 32,912. The overall fatality rate stands at 0.11%. And that's the news from KBS World Radio News Centre in Seoul. I'm Kuhijin.